0: Thank you, Sister Dunford, for such a wonderful presentation. Amen. Good job. Amen. You did a wonderful job. Thank you so much for letting God use you. Amen. And, uh, I wish you'd have just went on and preached. I could have took the day off. Uh, <laughs> maybe next time. How's that? Amen. Luke chapter 13. Verse 6 to verse 9. Now he spake a parable also. He spake also this parable. A certain man had fig tree, had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground. And he answered, said unto him, Lord, let it along this year also, till I shall have digged about it and dunged it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Thou shalt cut it down. And I want to talk to you from this talk today, when the husbandmen come looking for fruit. When the husbandmen come looking for fruit. Father, we thank you again today for your presence we feel in this place. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove. Stay with us, O God, I pray, God, and keep us in your perfect will and your perfect way, O God. Let none of us leave the way that we came, but let us leave changed and renewed and refreshed, God, again today in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we would give you all the glory and honor and the praise in Jesus' name. And you may... Be seated. Amen. When the husbandmen come looking for fruit. Luke, as you well know, have been read in the book of Luke. You know that Luke is also the author of the book of Acts. And so these two books seems to run parallel with each other and together. Luke seems to scrack a cord here to give us a wake-up call. And I think in these last days, it's time for the church to receive a wake-up call as to the things that God has called us out of darkness unto his marvelous light for. In the parable that we have read today, Luke begins to show us in this parable that there was a question that began to come about as we began to look. Is it the third year I began to look at this, and I thought, is God really speaking to me and asking me, where is my fruit? Has it been three years now that God has required something of me, but I have nothing to show for what God is requiring of me? Notice the writer says here, Luke, in this parable, he says, for three consecutive years the husbandman had come seeking fruit on this tree, And he was disappointed. You see, the writer lets us know that in God's eyesight, three years was long enough for the tree to have produced fruit. Uh, you see, when you look at John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch in me that bear fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are queens he says, through the word which I have spoken unto you, Abide in me and I in you. If the tree cannot bear fruit, except that abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. So the writer is letting us see that if we are connected to Jesus, then we should be bearing fruit. Uh, and three years should be long enough for any born-again believer to start reproducing after its kind, just like the trees in the garden was told to reproduce after his kind. But now we see here that Jesus gives us a parable that after three years the tree is not doing anything and he sees it as wasting energy for The caretaker. And so God says, get rid of it. Amen. The call is uh, to give you and I, I believe, a wake-up call that we need to stay connected to the vine and begin to begin to reproduce fruit uh, so that it will be what God is looking for when he comes. None of us knows the minute uh, of the hour when God is going to come and inspect the vine. None of us know when he's going to come looking for fruit. Amen. So we need to make sure that we have something to prove uh, and to show forth uh, that we are attached uh, to the vine. If we are the branches and he's the vine, then therefore we should be reproducing after our kind. Can he find faith uh, in us? Amen. Jesus asked this question. When the Son of man come, will he be able to find faith upon the earth? Uh, if if we say that we are born again, if we say that we're apostolic, if we say that we're attached to Jesus Christ, then we need to have faith in God. We need to believe in God's ability to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think, because without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of him that diligently seeketh. Are we righteous? We should be right, amen, all the time. We should be right because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're serving a righteous God. We're serving a right God. And without righteousness, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We need to be reproducing an understanding of the truth, Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father Full of grace and truth. If he's full of grace and truth, you and I must be full of grace and truth. Amen. We are attached to the vine. We need to have integrity in us. We need to be honest in all that we do and all that we speak. As the world is going to hell in a handbasket without integrity, you and I must have integrity. We must walk in our integrity. We must stand in our integrity. The Bible lets us know that a just man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. We must have have traits of character running out of us? What are people picking up of you when they see you? Do they see judgment operation in your life? Do they see endurance uh, taking place in your life? Are you dependable? Can you be counted upon? Do you make right choices and right decisions in your life? Do you exercise justice and fairness uh, in everyone you come with? Uh, amen. How's your bearing? How how do you stand? How do you look? How do you act? Uh, amen. How's your beard trait uh, of fruit? Uh, what about unselfishness? Uh, is it all about you or is it about Jesus and others? Uh, what about your courage? Uh, how courageous are you in the things of Almighty God? How much of God do you know? How's your knowledge trait running uh, in your life these days? Are you loyal to God first and foremost? Are you loyal to your brothers and sisters? Are you Lord to one another? Are you enthused about God? Are you excited every time you hear the name of Jesus? Do you run like a troop and loop over a wall? Did you get encouraged when somebody is talking about Jesus? As the songwriter said, let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He. The Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, and the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. See, if you don't get excited when you hear about what God is doing, you may not be attached to the vine. When she showed that presentation, you should have been running and leaping, amen, because of what God is doing for a young person in Haiti, amen. You should have been excited every time you see a missions program that shows you that God is moving all over the world. When someone is born again of the water and the spirit. You should be excited. You should be filled with joy and excitement. Why? Because you're connected to the vine. Praise God. How's your trust? Can God trust you? What about tack? Your initiative? All these things, these fruits of the spirit. Notice Three years he came looking and found nothing. And finally, he says, Cut it down. Get rid of it because it's not producing anything. He realized that if I'm the true vine and you are the branches, see, he's the source. Of all the things you need to be reproduce after his kind to bear fruit. Amen. You can't be attached to the vine of Jesus Christ and sooner or later start looking like him and acting like him and serving him and excited about him because his nutrients, his fertilizer, could I put it this way, is coming through you. Amen. And once it started coming through you, you're going to start looking like him and acting like him. That's why in the book of the Acts in chapter 4, they took notice of Peter and John that they had been with Jesus. They said, these guys are unlearned and ignorant men, but they took notice they had been with Jesus. Can the world identify you as belonging to Jesus Christ? Can the world say, "Hey, there's something different about him and come and ask you, what about this thing? What do you act the way you do? What do you do what you do to give you an opportunity to tell about Jesus Christ. Peter says, I mean, Paul, David says in Psalms chapter 1, Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scorpion, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth Of his fruit and his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. God's got a season. God's got a time, as Solomon said, to everything. There's a season and there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And you've got a purpose, and you've got a season, and you've got a time to reproduce. I don't know when your season is, I don't know when your time is, but God. And saying three years is long enough. Notice what David would tell us that would prevent us from being unfruitful. Number one, you're taking counsel from the ungodly. See, if you are taking counsel from people that know not God, you're never going to be fruitful. Your counsel must come from God and the men and women of God. Godly people, if you are godly, amen, if you're attached to the bond, you don't take ungodly counsel, amen, and stand on that. You stand on the truth uh, of God's Word. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, uh, and the life. Uh, and you must hold on uh, to that way. of not, uh, you will never be fruitful. So David says if you're taking worldly counsel, you're not going to be fruitful. Number two, he says you're standing in the ways of sinners. In other words, you're still doing what sinners is doing. Paul says in Romans 6, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, God forbid, no, you're not, that so many of you have been baptized into Jesus Christ. You've been baptized through into His death. Therefore we are buried with Him a baptism but like if Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted in the death of Jesus Christ, we shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. We let sin go. That's why we got baptized in Jesus' name. That's why we put sin behind us. We can't say that we're Christians living for God and being a sinner at the same time. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be righteous. You've got to be holy. You've got to be set apart because God is a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's a God of truth. In Him is no deception. In Him is no lies at all. He is no sin in God. And if I say I am attached to God, then I can't have sin in my life either. I bear it, the old man. So David says, if I'm sinning, I'm not going to be fruitful. Don't yield your members to sin. If your hand calls you to pick up some Jack Black, says, cut it off. (laughs) Get rid of it. Amen. If your eyes call you to look at pornography, cut it off. Amen. Notice, if your feet calls you to keep running to sin... Get rid of it. Amen. You have to wake up and realize you can't be attached to the vine and expect to reproduce after the vine if you're doing everything the world is doing. It can't work that way. You can't sit in the seat of the scornful. Amen. You can't be mocking God. You can't be taking this lightly. You must be committed to the things of God. You can't take it lightly. You know why? Because none of us know when he's coming looking for fruit. I don't know when he's going to show up looking for something on me. Amen. And looking for my life to be a representation of Him. I don't want to hear Him say, cut it down. Get rid of it. Cast it into the fire. Let it be burned. Amen. Because see, God is trying to give us a wake up call. Amen. But see, He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to reproduce after Him. That's why He calls us out of darkness into His marvelous light. See, I must be delighted in the things of Almighty God. I must love the Word of God. I must love the truth of God's Word. Nothing should trump God in my life. Amen. Because without me, Him, Jesus says, I can do nothing but him. I can do all things through Him which strengtheneth me, that provide for me. Where's the fruit? Amen. When God comes looking, is He going to find fruit upon the earth. Solomon goes on in Proverbs 12, verse 12. He says, the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. Amen. The fruit of the of the righteous yielding fruit. Amen. Jesus is the root and he is the offspring of David. And there shall come forth the root. Isaiah says in Isaiah 53 he shall grow up as a tender plant and a root out of the dry ground. So he's trying to let us know that in Jesus Christ which is the root is fruit. And so if he's fruit and he's going to produce fruit, then when we are attached to him as the branch, we're going to produce what he wants us to produce. That's why he's going to come looking for love. You know why he's going to look for love? Because God is love. Amen. He's going to look for for what exactly he is supposed to be. What the tree is supposed to be is what he's going to look for. That's why the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, peace, land, self, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. So when God shows up, He's looking for love. He's looking for joy. He's looking for peace because He's the Prince of all peace. He's looking for joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. In His presence, his form is fullness of joy, and at His right hand, there's plenty forevermore. He's looking for long-suffering. You know why? Because it's of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed, because His compassion, fail not, is new every morning. He's long-suffering towards us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's looking for gentleness. He's looking for goodness. You know why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is in all righteousness. Righteousness and goodness and faith. Uh, Amen. So God is the God of goodness. uh, And he's looking for fruit uh, just like him. Where's your fruit? Is this your third year? Is this your third year? Think about it. If the root of the righteous yield fruit, what's my excuse? Do I have an excuse for not reproducing? I shouldn't. I should be producing just like him. Because the fruit of the spirit is love. My life should be overflowing with love. It should be overflowing with joy. In his presence, is fullness of joy. At His right hand is pleasure forevermore. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Think about it. Amen. Peace. His name should be called Wonderful. Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. And the Prince of Peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed upon Him. He's a God of peace. Amen. So I should have peace in my life. There should be no torment, torment, whatever you want to call it, in a child of God's life. You're attached to the vine. You are to reproduce after your kind. You should have patience. That's why Jesus says, in your patience, possess you your soul. See, patience should be running. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They should walk and not faint. You shouldn't even be weary about nothing. Think the Bible said, "Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made on the God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus." If we're ever going to be the fruit of the vine, we've got to stay connected to Jesus Christ. He's coming looking for fruit. What is he going to find if he? third year, if he come looking, and you don't have nothing to show that you've been attached to him for so long, you said, "I've been born again of the water and the spirit, and you've been living for God five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirty years, and you have nothing to show." Three years, looking, and found nothing. God says, cut it down. Get rid of it. But notice the husbandman, the wine dresser, the man that was responsible says, Lord, give him one more year. Let me have one more year to dig and to dong around it. Let me dig down around it a little bit. Let me work with it a little bit more. And let me get some more fertilizer around it. And let me see if I can get it to restart reproducing. Amen. And then come and check it out. Is this the third year? Do we have only one more year to produce? They asked Peter on the day in Pentecost, this is men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, repent. You see, the whole story, the parable, is not about the fruit. It's about repentance. Consider your ways. Consider why you're not reproducing. See, stop Thought- And think, why aren't you producing like the kind? Why does he keep coming looking and you're not producing anything? Why don't you have something to show him when he comes? Uh, Amen. This is what God wants. Uh, So on the day of Pentecost, it says, what shall we do? Peter says, repent uh, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, for the remission of sins. uh, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy for the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are for even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, said, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this word was baptized, and they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking up bread and prayer, once you connect to the vine, amen, once you get Attach to Jesus Christ. Now you must let him flow through you. You must let the resources and the things that you have need of, the fertilizer to start coming up through the roots and coming out to the branches so that you can reproduce just like him. Because he's coming looking, amen, for the same type of fruit that he is one more year Jesus says a parable a sower went forth to sow seed and some fell by the wayside and some fell among rocks and some fell among thorns and some fell among good ground and when he explained the parable he says the parable is this the seed is the word of god and they that are by the wayside you see when a, a planter is throwing seed when he sticks his hand in and usually when he pulls it out some seed is going to fall right by his feet by the wayside he's not going to go where he wanted it to go jesus said that seed that fell that way or they by the wayside they hear the word of god but the devil comes immediately and take it away if there's ever been so many distractions in the world today cell phones has got us all distracted don't they (laughs) that we can't handle and hear the word of god it's distracting us we go to bed we can't sleep because the phone is buzzing and beeping it's flashing we use it for everything and that's what i believe the enemy wants it for amen, to distract us from hearing God's word and what God is trying to give us and the warnings uh, that he's trying to give us. Uh, I'm not saying throw your cell phone away. Don't think your pastor is saying that. I'm saying you've got to get wise uh, so that you don't allow that thing to distract you when you're hearing the word of God and studying the word of God. Uh, amen. You've got to hold on because he wants the word uh, to reproduce. Uh, amen. He wants the seed to grow in you. Amen. So you have to be aware of this and not let it distract you from the things of God. Amen. Then he said, they that as upon the rocks uh, are they that hear the word of God and they receive it with great joy but because they have no roots. uh, In other words, you're not deep enough. Uh, You're not attached deep enough uh, to Jesus Christ. You need to get deep. Uh, You need, as those songs says, dig, dig, dig a little deep deeper, deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus. Daily, let me go higher, wiser in the school of wisdom, more of grace to know. Oh, deeper yet, I pray, and higher every day, and wiser, blessed Lord, and that blessed, holy word. We need to get deep in this thing. We need to get so attached that nothing shall be able to pluck me away from God money. Nothing should be able to stop me from boasting about Jesus Christ. We need to dig deeper. If you're not reproducing in His likeness, dig more and through the Word of God. Look, it's in there right in the Word of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love Him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. What not, little flock? It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Call upon me in the time of trouble, and I will hear you and deliver you, and will glorify your name. Fear thy not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my power. Say, fear not. Look, it's in there. Everything you have need of to be reproduced like Jesus is in the Word of God. You just got to dig deeper. Get a shovel, whatever it takes to dig down. Get deeper. One more year, God said. Dig, dig, dig so that you can get attached closer to God. Amen. Get in there. Get some more fertilizer. Dig around. it, Get nasty. And Jesus Christ, rub up against some sinners and start telling them about Jesus Christ. Go into the nursing homes. Go and visit some people because Jesus Jesus says, when you've done this to the least of these, you've done it to me. In the nasty places, you've got to get in there because that's where the fertilizer is. That's where the stench is. Get in there with some nice sinners. Amen. They're not all bad, but rub up against some of them. Amen. And let them get on you and put some of the fertilizer on you so you'll grow. Praise God. Dig. He wants you to reproduce. He's on the rock. See, they hear, they receive with joy, but then because they don't have no roots, when the trials and afflictions come, they fall away. And they among thorns, for they to hear the word of God, but they let the carers of this world, they let the carers come in and choke it right out of you. Why are born again believers filled with care? Why are you feel with concern? fret not Little Flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Cast all your cares upon him. So what am I gonna care it for if he's gonna care it? I think he says yoke up with him. Because his yoke is what? Easy. And his burdens are light. He's the big ox. (laughs) So I'm going to just let him carry it all for me. I'm not. Dig. (laughs) Dung. Amen. Let God have that stuff. You stop worrying about it. He's going to take care of it. Amen. He didn't call you out to leave you. He called you out to bring you in. And then some of the seed fell on good ground. And when it fell on good ground, he brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Amen. And that's what God is looking for. Amen. Out of every life that he draws, amen, is for us to reproduce after him. Amen. Jesus says, let your light shine that men will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Amen. Is this your third year? Let's stand. Well, I want you to know I've already prayed for you that God will give you one more year. <laughs> I've already prayed, and then when I gave me the message, I said, "God, let's have them. let him have one more year." And I'm going to dig and I'm going to dung around him. <laughs> Amen. So this is what God wants. Amen. He wants us to reproduce after Him. Amen. Do you need to make a new commitment today? Do you need to get back to the vine? Amen. Do you need to come and just get a hold of God and make a new commitment and say, God, I'm going to stay connected to you. And I'm this next year, God, I'm going to reproduce just like you. Amen. When people see me, God, they're going to see nothing but you running all out of me and all over me. And God, if they pick something from me, it's going to be some of your fruit. Amen. That they pick. Amen. And they're going to see the joy of the Lord is their strength. They're going to see the love of God radiating from my heart. Amen. In my life. God, I'm going to be faithful in all that I do. Oh God, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to have temperance in my life. Oh, God, this next year God, I'm going to make a difference. Amen. You want to make that new commitment? Why don't you come down to the altar for a few minutes today? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. I praise you. Touch your people, Lord. Touch them, Jesus, today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh yes, God. Jesus use me.